dangerous romance with a dangerous creature leads to one of the most frightening sea tales of pirate legend. Garslet presents Whiskers Aplenty! Hydra Brood. Elder Dragon. El Camino. Oliver Owens. Wow, that's a stink you're bringing to the near recording. Well, I just felt it, uh, you know, being called an Elder Dragon really awakens. I can feel the wings sprouting. I wish I never said that. So I realized... As I was listening back to our past episodes, that we never gave our listenership a conclusion on what exactly happened with Milk Owens, yeah, Ollie's cousin. The listenership sailed. Yeah, exactly. So I just thought that we would give a little, you know, an update update on the Milk situation. We Life s- still have not seen him. Yeah, I. I mean. You know, again, I didn't really know him that well, but, like, now that he's so close, I can almost taste milk, um, but I just can't bring milk right to me. Mm-hmm. It's, I just wish there was a milk man, you know, to bring this milk to me. Yeah, his um, creamy stomach-churning presence is definitely somewhere. Yeah. Um, so I yeah. guess what I'm trying to say is that, you know, we hired Slogan Competon to go and get milk for us. Obviously, he couldn't do that. So, Slog and Compétente, uh, you know, trapped him to make sure that he didn't run away or anything. Trapped him with five Chinese finger traps that he put on each finger. Uh, ten? Because he had them on his toes as well. That's how he tumbles around the Midwest. Very true. I I can't believe I forgot that. So, yes. So, he is still tumbling around the Midwest as, Mm -hmm. you know. He's on the run, or on the roll, as we like to say, because, you know. I don't think he could get out of those finger traps. I think he just managed to escape. I've heard that he has powerful molars. Perhaps he, he does. When, he was, through. when we were a little kid, he used to... Uh, he was raised by woodchucks, right? Yeah, he used to chew little plots of cud and spit them at the wall. Um, and boy, did they stuck. Always they munching stuck. daddy's yeah. drywall. So, milk, you know, we, we don't have milk... But because of our trouble and our time, Slogan Compétente gave us something that made our heads start scratching. Lice. Well, yeah, we, we obviously had to take some collateral. Um, I mean, I guess it really wasn't collateral. We had to take some form of pavement. You know, whenever a shiny object strikes my eye, I just have to lay my fingers on it. Uh, and he gave us um, this amazing, beautiful message in a bottle. Which I just wanted to display on our wall. Uh, but it actually had some valuable information inside. As most messages and bottles do. It had the Achilles heel to the French people for certain. So once we received this simple scroll, we realized there's a dark secret in it. That dark secret, of course, is that there looks like there's probably a very beautiful story. Unfortunately, it's written in ancient French, which is extremely startling and caused uh, my toes to curl the moment I, I noticed the first le. I had to clean up after Ollie, after he got a look of ancient French. Yeah. So after um, a, a long, grueling fortnight of um, translating ancient French into regular French, 
and then, then translating that then into regular, Belgium and then oh, back good. into Vietnamese then to English. It was this whole like uh, triple layer uh, short stack pancakes coconut kind of pie, yeah. coconut coconut crab Amelia Earhart sort of situation. So once we finally got it back into um, the universal language of English. Mm. I can't believe the French don't speak English. Yeah, Can no. you believe it, Oliver? Can't believe it. Can't believe it. Anyway. I'm flemished. But, fortunately, our efforts were not wasted. Uh, ingredient one to this cacophony of, of literature is chapter one. How to wilt a Frenchman. So, you, you what see- Kyler's trying to say is that we translated the message in this bottle and we stumbled upon an ancient pirate tome. Yeah. This is sea teeth. A cerulean obelisk grazes the sky, air so cold it skewers your eye. A leathery man whose lips suck fast, go in for a kiss, twill be your last. Should you go forth, tis worth your while, but beware of sea teeth's threatening smile. So that was what was written on the ancient text, and this kind of gave way to a beautiful story that we're going to be telling today. Should be noted that uh, we don't actually know the author of this poem seems that this was the only poem he's ever written, and it was very, very pointed at a very specific, uh, you know, story or adventure. Um, it's almost like he had, like, one really life-changing event. He had to, like, channel this passion, mm-hmm. this succulence into some sort of medium. And so the person who wrote this poem was actually the pirate lord Pussy Jackson. <laughs> Captain Spanky Morgan, who was a notorious pirate, um, where did he go? I heard he went far away. Very true. He is said to have traversed the American Atlantic and went all the way around the Horn of Argentina. Mm-hmm. All the way around. He was kind of known as like Sir Spanks a lot on the sea because he loved to reward his fellow crewmates by giving them little... Give him a little taps on the butt, you know. And so he was, he was, that's why they called him Spanky Morgan. Yeah, no they, one's Christian name is Spanky. They became known as the Pink Moon Pirates. That's true. I mean, so, you know, Spanky Morgan, from what I've been able to dissect, was he traversed the Horn of Argentina. That was like his big thing back in the day when, like, not many people. Uh, would do that, he got wind of this poem. Probably from, you know, having a nice, tasty lobster dinner on one of the ports of Argentina. Probably from going port to port, smelling all those delicious scents of pies and window sills. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. fish pie, moon pies. pies, Moon pies, pink pies. Fish pie, fish pie again, Um, third fish pie. Yeah, salt pie. Whenever a pirate has pie, they have to have a story. Mm -hmm. Pirates, am I right? Yeah. So, what Ollie is trying to say is that Captain Spanky Morgan heard pray tell of our little poem that I just recited and became absolutely enamored with it. So he went down to go and try to find this treasure. He wanted to see this leathery man. He wanted to see secrets untold. Mm-hmm. Um, and on his way there, he stumbled across a ice island. Ice island? small ice island mm-hmm. where he met... And that's when he came across Babby Snorton, Ice Witch. And he became utterly enchanted by our witchy frozen spells. 
And they did critical critical damage to his pirate brain. Exactly. So when he interacted with Babby Snorton, she she told of a of a deadly passion in his future, a passion with a seaman. That's important. It is important. Sea man, leathery sack, yeah. do man, bubba bubba beluga. Exactly. I wonder what we got brewing down here. So I think now is a good time for us to bring up that um, at this time, no one knew what a walrus was. Yeah. So there was these crude depictions um, in like ancient burial grounds and like long forgotten kingdoms, and people like kind of like how like they put man faces on lions and stuff like that. Like people just. Kind of fill in the gaps, and since uh, people weren't really creative until about like 1915, they were like walrus. I hardly know us. Um, so the Lorax, Doctor Seuss's the Lorax was kind of like the first time anyone ever really thought to like pictureize a walrus, and it became this little yellow tree nymph. But back in this time, Babby Snort, uh, after giving him the icicle rapier, uh, described this creature. And at first, he thought it was a demon or a monster. He said. Leathery, blubbery, lardish form with with fins and claws and, and big suckling jowls with mustaceous tendrils and, and sad eyes and a like a drive-in movie style forehead and tusks that suck and suck and fuck. Kyle. Sorry, I was meant to say suck, but I get my F's and my F's is all confused all the time. You mm-hmm. actually do do that a lot. Yeah. So try to refrain. Try to refrain. Yeah, it was a big. Weird creature with a leathery complexion beast. and dangerous beast-like fangs. Mm-hmm. No one like no one like Spanky Morgan to to chase after that seaman. Yeah, chase after leathery seaman. I mean, and once you follow seaman, you will always find treasure. Yeah, once you swallow the tails of seaman, you will find yourself a hot reward. So after probably about two fortnights, aka one month. Yeah, one lunar month. One lunar month. They stumble across, Captain Spanky Morgan and his crew stumble across the Cerulean Spire, the Cerulean Obelisk that grazes the sky. They didn't know it at the time. From the poem? From the poem. Thank you. From the poem. They didn't know it at the time, but it was an iceberg. But it did look very cerulean, very large, very, you know, it, it, it quite literally grazed the sky. And what is that on top? Just imagine you're at the, the front of the helm or at the crow's nest. You got your spyglass zooming in. And what is that? Oh, it looks like a little shit stain on the top of it. Oh, I'm sorry, but that's what a pirate would say. He would say, arr, be a brown dog man. So, yeah, so they see this, like, brown leathery creature. Mm -hmm. Looks like a giant baseball glove. Looked like a giant baseball glove. And the captain was immediately enamored. I mean, like, eyes filled to the brim with tears. Salt water. Soft heart in the salt water. Mm -hmm. That was one of the only things that was soft about him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he had these, like, dark black pustules growing out of his shins. Yeah. Like, barnacles, and they instantly went away. Mm Because he had, like, love in his heart or something. Mm Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Exactly. It is beautiful. The crew is is trepidatious, but the captain says, I know him. I see into his heart and I know who he is. And he's my friend. And so... He's my roommate. He's my roommate. They are way more than roommates. They're like really good friends. Well, they're really good friends. They're really good friends who like go in on a one-bedroom apartment together. Kind of mm-hmm. really good friends. Exactly. Spanky invites him on the ship. And immediately, I mean, those two are just obsessed with each other they cannot get enough of each other can you like can someone like can someone like fill me on this like 
relationship between man and walrus? Like, how close? How how big is the pineal gland in a walrus? Whoa! Mm-hmm. Hey, that's not a bad word. Well, I all mean, I'm saying is that not everything has to get sexual, Kyler. You can I, have a... No, I mean, like, that walrus must have a certain level of psychic cap- capabilities to match the IQ of a pirate if they think they can have, like, consensual relations. Right? Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, true. you know, Spanky was saying you can read in his captain's logs... He had written consent every time? Written consent... I mean, well... Enthusiastic I mean, that he was That consent. he was communicating through him in dreams but dreams bled into reality That's quite like frequently as you know there's frequent reports from like other writings of crew members being like okay captain's talking to the walrus again he thinks it's like a mermaid it's like that one time we saw that dude fuck a manatee and like i'm sorry fornicate and have beautiful consensual sex with a manatee and because he thought it was a mermaid you know it's like it's just like that mm-hmm. um Except for this is a little bit stranger because I don't know if you know this, but if you've ever seen a walrus whistle, Mm. you will go insane. Mm -hmm. They can do things with their mouth that would confound, confuse, and constipate constipate the mind. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So it it is very important to say that while we know this creature as a walrus... All of the crew and the captain knew this thing as sea teeth because they saw the big tusk. They say that's sea teeth. That's our boy sea teeth. Called sex right. teeth now, and it's in the poem too. It's, it's in the poem exactly. So they're the first furries, then, right? I don't think a walrus is furry, Kyler. Mm-hmm. More leathery. Oh, le- a leathery. Now this is where it gets suspicious. This is where it gets scary. Sus. Dangerous. Dangerous. Captain Spanky Morgan. Starts to notice that members of his crew are passing away. What the heck? We should mention that um, he's on his way back. Yes. Because he thinks the treasure that he found there was sea teeth. Was sea teeth. Was this, like, he, he kind of almost assumed there was, like, this... This whole civilization going down the ice tower, the sea tower, and it went down deep, deep, deep into the sea. And there's like this Atlantean society, and like Sea Teeth was one of those people. So he thought he saw, thought the treasure was Sea Teeth mm-hmm. and his like psychic abilities. We're on the way home now. This is coming home. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know they they are still far from home, and danger is afoot. Members of his crew keep passing away. And the captain is chalking it up to something called advanced scurvy. Mm -hmm. But that is actually not the case. The corpses of the crew, as later identified by other humans, they were almost mummified. Mm -hmm. All of the moisture in them had been sucked clean dry. Yeah, and one thing I would like to say is, uh, you know, the ways you can tell between walrus mummification and uh, advanced scurvy is uh, advanced scurvy is when you get so dried out from the sea and it seeps in so deep within your roots and the teeth that you actually start getting this salt crusted brine all over your face and body. You 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 have the taste of prosciutto in your mouth and in your eyes because you're you're essentially curing yourself into a cured meat. Yeah, it's sea um, rabies. Advanced scurvy is another name for sea rabies. Which you have yeah. to kill the original. You'll have to kill the ocean, which, good luck, if you haven't heard, the ocean is You're gonna get brined, big. You're gonna get brined. Um, brine yeah, brine. you know, and, and then, you know, walrus mummification, it's just, you, you have, like, a suction wound, and then 
nothing inside. But yeah, it's, I mean, it's a terrifying thing. Uh, can someone explain, because I don't really want to talk about the lips per se, but I think they need to be discussed. So I'm going to plug my ears while someone talks about the lips. I don't want to hear about All the All right. They're soft, juicy, perfectly creased. They have kind of like a pattern, like a worm is kind of, you know, like when worms go into wood, they make those squiggly patterns. Um, there's just a lot of like definition, texture, uh, kind of like the ideal form for a, for a, for a nice pair of lips. Um, perfectly bristled, uh, well, well cared for, but you know, it's got a bit of a wild side to it. Um, it's got like a really beautiful sort of, uh, solidity. Like what do you, what would you call something that's like kind of like, like perfectly and reasonably damp? The like, points that Kyler is leaving out here is that walrus's main source of food is muscles. In order to get into a muscle, a walrus puts the muscle shell on top of its lips and sucks so hard that it fractures the muscle shell and so the walrus can just eat the muscle. A human skull is less dense than a muscle shell. So in theory, and now in practice, a walrus can suck the brain out of a human person. It'll bring you good. Mm-hmm. So, Are you done talking about it? Because it's so scary. Yes, we're done talking about okay, it. Okay, thank you. Slowly but surely, Sea Teeth is sucking the brains mm. out of every member of the crew. <laughs> so again, the captain is chalking this up to advanced scurvy. And while his crew is dying, he is writing some very sultry, sensuous Naughty. things in his captain's law. I mean, yeah, it is. Should be the, yow- uh, the, the yowie uh, log uh, now. Uh, so we have three pieces of the captain's log that we would like to share, if we can do that now. Captain's log Monday. I wonder if Sea Teeth will whistle me to sleep again. It was so nice when he came by my cabin last eve to check in on me. He whistled me a tune that was so loud that it actually kept some of my crew up. But to me, it was music to my ears. I had the best night's sleep since I was a little boy. Captain's Log, Wednesday. I approached Sea Teeth with our last lemon. He popped it in his mouth and swallowed it whole. It made me think dirty thoughts that I shan't think about my dearest friend. I hope some of these thoughts may come to fruition. I guess time will tell. Captain's Log, Friday. There's something about Sea Teeth, a certain warmth, a certain comfort that Sea Teeth brings since he's joined our crew and our ship. Like a whimsy, I would say, that I just haven't found in a long time. He awakens a nostalgic feeling in me uh, when I was a young boy at the ports that brings a, a sort of happiness to my heart that has, you know, been replaced by by nothing for years. I felt so hollow. When I see Sea Teeth there lying in, in the cargo bay, because he's so large, I, f- I feel inspired. I want to make art. I want to make music. I feel attached to Sea Teeth. I think Sea Teeth loves me. And I think I love Sea Teeth. Tonight I plan on initiating coitus with Sea Teeth. I think we're both ready for it. And I do believe there's a perfect level of understanding between us. It's I, I hate to put it so brashly here, but I am going to plunder his booty. Arr. That was the last log entry. Yeah, he only wrote three times. 
True. His bad captain. Yeah. yeah. He was just so horny to write it out, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the last log entry because months later, Sea Teeth washes ashore Nicaragua. And you might say, how did he do that? It takes many folk to command one pirate vessel. But how might this how might this walrus do it themselves? Dumb no one luck. knows. When the ship uh Beginner's luck. known as the Young Dumb Bastard uh washed ashore, you know, the authorities of Nicaragua took notice uh of this giant pirate vessel. Uh, coming into port, and they looked upon the ship, found the mummified corpses of Spanky Morgan's crew, the Pink Moon Pirates. They found one living being alive, and it was not Spanky Morgan. No, it was Sea Teeth. Wearing the skin of Spanky Morgan like a sick walrus suit. Along with his uh, pirate clothes as well, mm-hmm. and hat. It was truly a terrifying sight to behold if you were in that era. I mean, in any era, really. So the authorities apprehended Sea Teeth. And actually, this was the last public hanging of an animal in recorded history. Not funded by a government uh, institution. Kyler, can you talk a little bit about commercial hangings? Oh, yeah. So, as we'll come to see in later years and, and in further um, exploration of the topic, uh, commercial hangings <clears throat> have been a huge success in capitalist countries because, I mean, nothing brings a community together like a good old-fashioned medieval style, like public execution. So, when you hang an animal with sponsorships, you know, like, oh, uh, Nestle's, uh, you know, we're, we're putting this cow up to its neck and breaking its windpipe, you know, like sponsored by NASCAR, sponsored by Fago, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. You know, like, it's a, it's a big community event and it brings... It brings the community together. Um, you really get to like appreciate the sacrifice of an animal. Uh, yeah, it's it's, it's kind of like yeah. It's it's um you know if you don't live in America like we do, America loves doing stuff like this. We're just kind of like 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 uh, like torture animals and like like beat them and like you know like kind of like put our middle finger up to Mother Nature yeah. and just kind of say like like yeah. hey like we don't care. Keep trying, but like I'm sorry, Mother Nature, but we just don't fucking care. Like Tyler, like, we don't heckin care. Right? Just Thank like give you. it up. Like like. Screw these little animal bastards. We're going to hang them. We're going to kill them. We're going to crush them. We're going to burn them. We're going to twist them. We're going to juice them. We're going to stab them. We're going to cut them. We're going to gut them. Um, and then we're going to like throw them up a tree and hang them. Yeah. Um. So, Sea Teeth was the last animal hanged in the town square. Correct. So, this is kind of the pirate legend, right? Mm. So, how did this walrus command a fleet? That's why I was in the fleet. How did this walrus command a ship? An entire captain ship. No one's to say. And that's why it's legend. Yeah, I mean, there's, like, really cool uh, old-school, like, pirate depictions of this, like, uh, walrus captain, you know, on the roaring seas. And, like, you know, there's also, surprisingly, like, in the area that Sea Teeth was perhaps patrolling as a pirate walrus, there had been a lot of missing ships. A lot of patsies. Yeah, Mm. so, you know, I'm not saying it is correct, I'm not saying it isn't, but what I'm saying is it's pretty darn cool. You know, after this whole endeavor of researching, you know, everything about Spanky Morgan based on this stupid French poem, I hate French, you know, just to go through all this effort, we actually ended up finding out that this poem, this Sea Teeth poem, the one that inspired this gosh darn pirate and this gosh darn legend, 
turns out to be only worth a couple of pennies. Yeah, we call victim guess to what? Every single French child worth worth a worth a grain of salt. Basically, we fell victim to yet another pathetic French prank. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slugging Compton got us once again. Yeah, every single French child, mother, and grand grand adult, they all carry a copy of this poem just in their house or on their person. It's a very common French tradition to have a copy of the Sea Teeth poem and other strange French tales. Mm. And we just happened to get that and got bamboozled into thinking it was something great, but it's just a dirty old trick from a dirty old Frenchman. Because we shared it with the audience and... Now we're going to share with you a Tales from the Lamp. This week's Tales from the Lamp is actually going to be about a little-known frog that actually inspired George Lucas into making everyone's favorite Star Wars character Yoda. Happy Pride Month! So, Spangle was an American bullfrog that had an infection of the lymph node. And so it made him puff up in a funny way that um, George Lucas thought was really funny. So yeah. that's why Yoda looks the way that he does, because of the American bullfrog. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm Paige Hanna. I'm Kyler Knight. I'm Oliver Owens. Good night. Stay tight. Keep that gas lit. Mm-hmm.